0: you thanks so much for listening to the show this podcast is sponsored by made to move physical therapy and we believe that movement is medicine if you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals then go to made to move contact us that two is the number two Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. What's up, Healthy Charleston listeners? This is your host, Hannah Briel. And on today's show, we have Jackson Metcalf from Levels Performance. We dive straight into Jackson's story, how he moved around from coast to coast, what he learned in the weight room why he started working at Uptown Social, and how he lived in his car for three weeks, a story that I did not know. We talked about owning your fitness instead of letting fitness own you, how fitness is free, what coaches and trainers are really valuable for, and the importance of agency, aka controlling what you can control. There are plenty of ways to be healthy, and it's not just about reps and sets, according to Jackson. This was a super fun episode with a lot of great stories and great quotes, great little tidbits of information. If you're listening, make sure to follow at Healthy Charleston, at Made to Move PT, and at Levels Performance CHS. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston podcast. On today's show, we have a special guest, Jackson Metcalf from Levels. What's up, Jackson? I
1: am unequivocally fired up to be here. (laughs) I
0: was like, what are you about to say? So Jackson actually reached out to me to schedule this, and what did you say exactly? You said, oh, you were like... I have a great idea, yes. and I was like, why am I scared? And you were like, because you know it's going to be electric. <laughs> and then you didn't respond, and I was like, can for you tell hours. me? For hours. You should have levels on your pod. And then here we are. Correct. Levels is on the pod. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and levels? What is levels?
1: All right, so. Take it away. I'm Jackson. I grew up in North Carolina. The better of the Carolinas. Sorry it's for okay. everyone here. It's fine. Um, Yeah, this is healthy Charleston, like, come on. Charleston's a beautiful city, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, grew up in North Carolina. My background is baseball, and that is kind of how this whole thing got started. And baseball was the driving force to me getting into the fitness industry, and that's kind of like where my journey to levels starts. So, there's a little bit to unpack there, if you want to get into that.
0: Of course I do. Unpack everything.
1: Okay, so... I was a very good beer drinker in college and a below average pitcher.
0: Where did you go to college? I
1: played at Francis Marion okay. University.
0: Yeah.
1: In Florence, and I was kind of underperforming the entire time I was there, and I was like eighty-eight to ninety miles per hour. You know, pretty it was
0: ridiculous. No, it's
1: pretty stock righty <laughs> in, in college.
0: I know nothing. L.A.
1: would be ashamed. Yeah, I mean, he he understands. So, like, 88 to 90 in these days is, like, nothing to brag about. Okay. Underperforming, and then I landed a tryout with, like, probably the lowest tier of professional baseball in the world. How'd you do that? Uh, They, like, sent out a, like, email to our head coach, and he pretty much was like, all you degenerates, go try out for this. (laughs) All the good guys are going to go to the draft. God. Um, So I went out, tried out, made this league, which was based out of Alamogordo, New Mexico. I don't
0: know what that is. It's okay. How do you even pronounce it? How? Alamogordo? So
1: you like, re- remember the Alamo?
0: Yeah.
1: Say Alamo. Alamo. Gordo.
0: Alamo Gordo.
1: There you go. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and uh, so I was out there for a year, and I had probably what is considered maybe the worst seasons of professional baseball in the world. Um. The kid could not figure it out. Altitude. How old are you at this time? I'm 22.
0: Okay. Like, fresh out of college, moved to New Mexico by yourself.
1: Yeah. Drove out there in a 2002 uh, Chevy Trailblazer Mm -hmm. with no air conditioning. And the uh, back right window got stuck. So you couldn't roll it up.
0: (gasps) Oh, no. Like, on the interstate. That's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you have to roll the other one down because you know that crazy. Yeah, that helicopter noise. Yeah. So, that was cool. And then we drove through like a crazy storm in like either Louisiana or Texas. So, the entire car is, you know, getting just bombarded <laughs> uh, with rain. And I made it out there. Yeah, horrible year. Couldn't figure out the altitude. So, altitude makes balls go far. And I gave up a lot of homers. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. And, um. Huh.
1: So, I was pretty disappointed at the end of the year. Um, actually did not get any better at pitching. My velocity dropped, so now I'm like 86, 87, which is not great at all. What am I going to do? So, I was like, I just found out that a college coach that had recruited me in high school landed a job at Erskine. A very, very small school in upstate South Carolina. Erskine. 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 You went Mm
0: -hmm. from Alamo Gordo to Erskine. Yeah, I mean, like, I am moving
1: around, like, the most beautiful cities in the world. Obviously. Yeah, Erskine's called... Seeing the world. It's called the Paris of the uh, upstate. Oh,
0: okay. Obviously. It's on my bucket list.
1: (laughs) Um, So I go there. I land the job as the volunteer assistant uh, pitching coach. And I'm there. I'm like, my job is to pretty much follow around the pitching coach and uh, help him out because he designed the workouts in the way you like, he's, he's a legend. The he,
0: pitching coach programmed.
1: Yeah. So in smaller universities, you don't, you don't have always a have a strength and conditioning gotcha. coach. Um, but they tell you to go get these certifications, take these classes. Um, and he's a legend. I still call him today. Taylor Sandifer. He's one of my mentors. So... He was like, you, one of the first practices, he's like, you go with the pitchers. I want to hear what you got to say. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about linear wrist mobility and why you need linear wrist mobility to throw the ball harder. And, um.
0: Like, you were talking about this because you chose to talk about it.
1: I chose to talk about it. That's what I chose to talk about to these young minds. (laughs) Yes. Linear wrist mobility.
0: Obviously, I know what that means. Just kidding. I don't. I mean, I can can assume, but.
1: hang hold that thought so we (laughs) go we go into the office after practice and sandy looks at me and he goes metcalf that's not a real thing linear wrist mobility and i was like what um he's like that's not a real thing i don't know what you're talking about please don't tell my pitchers that anymore (laughs) so i'm like sick day one crushed it made sandy upset Oh. and he he looked at me, and this is probably one of the best pieces of advice i 've ever gotten in my life. He goes, "You know it 's okay to say you don 't know right
0: mm.
1: And I was like, "Whoa, really He goes
0: that.
1: he goes say you don 't know, and all that and i 'll tell you so from then on, have you ever seen the Count of Monte Cristo? Mm, Do you know the story
0: maybe I Really bad so
1: he's like locked up in prison, okay. and that's essentially what Erskine okay. was. It's in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. So and he has like in the story, he has this old guy that pretty much teaches him everything he needs to know, various subjects. And Sandy was my old guy. Gotcha. And he would tell me these things. I would ask all these questions. Yeah. Strength and conditioning questions, pitching questions, life questions. If you a lot. What's the best order of Chipotle? What did we say? Do
0: you remember?
1: Well, a double chicken. Oh. Always go double. Okay. And get the little side vinaigrette.
0: Mm, you do that. I yeah, do that. I've seen you do this. Okay.
1: It's so good. Hmm. And um, so he taught me a lot of things, and then one day he's like, "I have this new program. Uh, I want to test it on you. Can you be the guinea pig? Because if it works, we're gonna." put it with the boys mm-hmm. the next fall mm-hmm. and it was essentially driveline I don't know if you ever heard of line, but they have like this weighted ball program that they run pitchers on it's called an on-ramp where you throw weighted balls to develop arm speed mm-hmm. and he paired that with essentially what's the conjugate method from west side mm-hmm. so we were doing like heavy max lifts like accessory work and it was pretty much like a there's no time to waste. Like one day I went in there and I was rowing like 80 pound dumbbells and he gave me some straps and handed me the 120s and said, we don't have time for this. So, oh. yeah, so it was like,
0: we don't have time for you to do 80.
1: Like mess around. Like it was that like, I was
0: messing around. It was messing around. to him. Yeah. Why? So it was, I don't
1: know. Like he was like, we need to get you strong. Like we need to build this foundation because the whole caveat was he wasn't going to work on my arm path at all. Until I was strong enough. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not messing with you at all. Like until you reach a certain base level of strength, this is going Could to matter. Did you
0: row the 120?
1: With straps, but I mean, it was kind of like, it, ugh, like yeah, a lot of like what people do at Gold's Gym today. Um, yes. And uh, so we're messing around one day in the. The weight room. We're doing heavy squats. I think something ridiculous was on the bar, like 495.
0: And for he's a. This is what got you so strong, Jackson. <laughs> I'm like wait, but Jackson is really strong. Like this is why.
1: Because <laughs> he's a house. Like he is okay. not a not a small human. Yeah. And he can like get in weird yoga poses. He's very strange. Hmm. Uh, but he's important. So like 495s on the bar, and I'm like I can't do that. And can we cuss on this cup? Bob? Yeah, go for it. He looked at me and he goes, "That's just because you're fucking scared." And then he walked out of the room. <laughs> he walked out of the weight room, and I'm like, I, "Is this like a message? Do I need to try to rep the this?" I
0: like, "Messing with
1: you." Yeah, do I need to rep this 495? And so, like, I, I do like two reps, and like, you know, my CNS is crazy, and like, he's still not back. I do another rep. He comes back. I'm like, "Dude, I did three reps." And he goes, "Well, that was pretty stupid." What? <laughs> he goes, why would you ever squat that much without me in the room? I was like, I thought it was a sign. You told me I was scared. I needed to go do this. He goes, no, dude. I went to the bathroom. And kind of saying. No, you, you
0: got three by the yeah, time you went to the bathroom.
1: Yeah. And um, so I got stronger. And he put me on this um, uh, weighted ball program. And eventually, you know, I was throwing 90. It came to 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. Dang. Yeah, and then he sent me out to go play again. So I thought my playing days are over and he shipped me out to California and playing again. Wait, he um, did? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, he found some like league for me to go play in and uh, I did not
0: know
1: this. Was, uh and uh
0: back to the West Coast.
1: Back to the West Coast, so I'm oh, out there.
0: Did you get a new car? Are you still in the No, I flew truck? this
1: time. Yeah. Smart. Flew, I ate a tonnage pole Chipotle. Okay. So I used his double chicken, went to the weight room every day. And there, the whole, like, process, being caught up in process, started to come into my mind. I was like, if you just work really hard at something, put in the amount of time, you can get good at it. (laughs) So, like, me, a very poor pitcher, turned into now a good pitcher. And I think that was very important for my development, that I didn't get quote unquote good at the game until later where it was kind of like almost too late because at this point now I'm 24 Mm -hmm. I'm in a league playing with like 21 year olds Mm. um and it was essentially like now or never and uh so I ended up meeting this Chicago Cubs scout named Denny Henderson and um He was like, we might sign you. By the end of the year, you might be going to South Bend, Indiana, playing for the South Bend Cubs, the low A team. Mm -hmm. And I go to his house, have dinner, and he's inviting me to his house. I'm like, I'm about to go. I'm about to get signed by the Cubs. This is great. And um, he goes, hey, they signed a lefty from Arizona, and my wife just wanted to make you dinner. (laughs) So, like, that was the end of my time playing out in California, and... I learned so much about what I was capable of and, like, kind of, like, got the wheels turned that I was like, maybe I should, like, do this. Like, help, you know, kids, anybody, Mm kind of chase an edge, go for something. So, the thought when I flew back home was like, I can't do that in rural North Carolina. There's just not enough opportunity. So, I texted my buddy who lived here in Charleston, and I was like, hey, dude, we should... Uh, go for something. We should open up our own facility. We should yeah. do this stuff. And he goes, Dude, sweet. Come live with me. I'm like, Great. Perfect. What,
0: was this? what year is this?
1: This is 2018.
0: Okay.
1: And um, so I, like a week before I'm leaving, he calls me up and says, Hey, dude, me and my girlfriend are moving in together. And I was like, Oh, dude, that's, that's, it's, it'll, we can make it happen. It's all right. He goes, Nah, we're getting a one bedroom. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, sweet. So, I didn't want to, like, change my whole plan, so I was like, I'll figure it out. So, I just drove to Charleston anyway. No place to sleep, no job, anything. Yeah. So, I landed. I went to, like, Uptown Social, a bar downtown. What? Yeah, and I was like, let me get a job. And he's like, all right, you can work tonight. So, the day that I got to this Charleston... wild. The day that I got to Charleston, I started working Yeah. at a bar. And I was still playing I was still trying to play I was actually maybe going to go to this league called the Frontier League the next year and play for a team in Illinois. Hmm. And so I would got a job so the first 3 weeks Where I was did you here say, Wait. I slept in Planet Fitness parking lots cuz that was I would go get a shower in the morning. You
0: were homeless? I was
1: homeless but I had a car. I had a car what and
0: you, What are your parents doing?
1: So I didn't tell my mother. Okay. I was in communication with my stepfather the entire time. He thought it was good for me. Good for like my, like fortitude, like my mentality, my character. Okay. He's a legend. He's like some backwoods character. He's great. He was like, this is good for you. Go for it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I know that if any time this gets so bad, awful, I can drive back to my parents' house. because My parents are great. They will happily take me in, but I don't want to. So,
0: you slept in your car and went to Planet Fitness. Yeah,
1: so Uptown pays in tips. Yeah. So, I had like this big wad of cash. Yeah. And I go to, like, I call my buddy Fernando. I'm like, Fernando, can you try to find someone who needs someone to live in their house? Yeah. And he found me a spot and I show up with this big wad of cash. He's like, Are you ready to like move your stuff in? I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is is all I got. He's like, Are you serious? I was like, Yeah, this is all I got. So, for the first week at the house, I slept on the floor, and then I got a mattress. Heck, yeah! And then, over time, my you life in work. Charleston started. Yeah. And, um... What did you um, do for food? Oh, I just eat at, like, restaurants. Okay. if yeah. You
0: had enough money to, like, eat and survive. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was... I mean, it was, like... Besides, like, sleeping in my car, that was... That was definitely the worst part, because you gotta, like... It gets pretty hot, because you can't keep the car on, because... What you
0: know, time of year is this?
1: Like late september oh
0: yeah so it's
1: still kind of hot outside coming
0: up on the three-year anniversary yeah
1: i had to sleep in my underwear a little bit but that's okay Um,
0: did anyone ever like you know
1: knock on the door no uh because planet fitness is 24 hours so they just assumed that i was just a random car Mm -hmm. um and then so once i had the house my life kind of started and i'm still training Uh, To go play. And I'm like lifting every day. And I'm also working like 60 hours a week. Yeah. And then one day I woke up. And I went to the bathroom. And I peed straight Coca-Cola. I had got rhabdo.
0: From what?
1: Oh, just strain. Over time I was just working. I I had no breaks. I would go throw in the morning. Okay. Like throw, long toss. Like do my whole velocity program. Then I would... Hit a big lift, okay, and then rushed to work, rushed to work, and I'd be on my feet, you know, 10, 12 hours. Got rhabdo, the doctor said, like, the worst joke of all time, he's like, you got a little bit of pee in your blood, man, and I was like, dude, Mm. just help me, (laughs) help me. So, like, for hours, I was just hooked up on IVs, and then from that, I developed, like, bad kidney stones. Yeah. And after those paths, I was like, maybe I should like get a little bit more knowledge about all this instead of just thinking that I can do this. So I went and I studied and I got some certs and I figured out you've got to put a little bit of process and thought into this. And over time, I was like, I really liked that, you know, leadership role that comes with helping someone um, chase down a goal. Mm-hmm. And from that, the whole levels long story yeah, to levels uh, back. comes back is we had like this saying that anytime like we hit um, a new mile per hour when we were training, like it just leveled up. So yeah. we, would, we would be like, we leveled up. So like now levels became the name because there's no finish line in life, so you might as well just keep leveling up. Cause don't want to level down. So yeah. that's how we got levels performance. I say we, it was me, and yeah, um, yeah from there, I've just been trying to figure it out ever since, essentially.
0: What a story. <laughs> I had no idea that you were homeless for like a few I days. had a car. You were homeless. You did not have a home. I mean, like, you had a car. You were not carless. You were homeless. And you were sleeping in your car.
1: Yeah, so like, you know how there's like people that like hate Planet Fitness, to this day, I have like the tiniest little bit of affection for Planet Fitness because they have 24-hour showers yes. and lighted parking lots.
0: Is that where you worked out? No, no. Okay. Where'd you? Yeah, where were you working out? I was working
1: out with my buddy at CD Fit in oh, yeah. uh, Charleston. In, yeah.
0: On Mount Pleasant? Yeah. Mount Pleasant? Okay. Yeah. And where were you throwing?
1: Random fields all over. Oh, so you would just go alone. Fi- it alone? With these things, like you just bang balls into walls because they're plyo. So they're made out of like a plastic? Yeah. And if you have like a concrete slab. So I've been kicked out of so many like alleys hotels. Oh my just god. Just because you're throwing and people just,
0: are like, what is this? And she's like,
1: <laughs> well, you, think you, you think you're getting bombed. Because like they're heavy balls. Yeah. So it sounds really loud coming on the side of a wall. So people are just like, This is I've had enough. We can't do this.
0: And then you got rhabdo. Rabdo. Does your mom know any of this story?
1: I told my mom probably a year later. She was initially very, very pissed.
0: Yeah. But and like I'm glad you're okay.
1: She went through the whole like mom thing. Like,
0: why didn't you call me? Oh.
1: Like, I would have said You seen... had
0: figured it out. You cho- it wasn't like you had to. You chose yeah.
1: to. 100%. Yeah. And that's what my stepfather was like saying to me. He's like, you're choosing to do this. This is something.
0: You found yourself.
1: Right. Um... And in that whole journey, like sleeping in your car, like there's no TV, there's no Netflix. So, I mean, like there was a bunch of books, just a uh, podcast. Like there was like, I would just listen and try to learn. So you
0: charge your phone? little okay, okay. thing,
1: yeah. I mean, my battery died several times. Oh, bad. bet. Yeah. It was fun.
0: That's like when Uptown Social opened too. Yes,
1: yeah, so it was slammed every night, like Tuesday. Well, that's great.
0: great. Like, you've definitely like probably made me a drink or like given me a drink.
1: No, I've never served a drink Wait, what or were waited you a table in my life. I was a bar back. I would just oh. be running up and down like okay. behind the scenes work. Like up it was Up and downstairs too. Up and downstairs. Yeah. So it was carrying ice. Physical work. Yeah, that's why I got ready. I, <laughs> I, I was like a bartender. Mixed in with weights and you know throwing. So
0: you made levels, you created levels, and then what are you doing today? What does your life look like?
1: Like a like a day in the well, life. What of is levels? levels?
0: What is levels now?
1: So, Levels is more of, like, a lifestyle than it is, like, a physical place, right? Because we work out in parks. Yeah. You know, we are all over. Um, we do apparel. Uh, merch. Merch. Love. I'm a big merch guy. I um, merch.
0: But you... So, when you say lifestyle, like, it's because of this, like, you know, you're always leveling up. Yeah. And you, like, there's no... Brick and mortar. No brick and mortar. But you do group classes. We do
1: group classes in the park. Uh, we'll do things on the beach. We'll yeah. have... Uh, because community and culture is, like, one of these kitschy things that's been throwing around so much. And, like, I actually really, really like the people that come out to levels. Like, I've tried to... Make a personal connection with every single one of them and they like to do that with me and like we'll go to, we'll go get coffee. We'll go clean up a beach every now and then. So it's way more than just, I like to throw around the term, more than reps and sets. Yeah. Which is what levels, I want to embody that. Like we care so much more about just if you hit a big deadlift, right? Yeah. Which is great. Like, we like to use physical fitness as the driving force for positive adaption in your everyday life.
0: Yes, love
1: that. Rather than just, like, let's go bang weights and not talk to each other, and then I'll see you next Wednesday at 6.30. Yeah,
0: it's like using exercise as a medium to improve your life and to enjoy your life, not the only part of your life you enjoy.
1: Right. Like, this podcast is called Healthy Charleston. Um, if you were to say that lifting and running is the only way to live a healthy life, it would be false. Like, you can do, there's so much more we can do to live a healthy life, and that is communication. Um, them knowing that if they unload their problems on me, that I'm going to actually listen. Like, uh, I think there was a book that I read. The first uh, stage of leadership is silence, the second mm-hmm. is listening. So if me to actually like be silent, let them speak, say what's actually on their mind, and then me give a actual sound answer, then as opposed to me just trying to, to say what the words are behind my name, right? Like mm-hmm. the little letters. Because like sometimes somebody will come to me with something real heavy, and I'll just be like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I'll do my best to try to find that out. And there are very good... Um, coaches in this town to do that you might know he's got a guy named Elliot like he's good at that just no, saying I don't, I don't know yeah. which is okay because by you saying I don't know to a person they know that you're not a liar they know that you're not going to sell them bullshit right because the craziest part about this is like fitness is free mm. it's always been free mm-hmm. we are trying to sell coaching mm-hmm. not fitness like, if you just want to slang the hardest workout, like, dude, I'm proud of you. Like, good for you. But I want to coach my ass off to these people to try to help them. Because, like like I'm saying, fitness is free. Like, do 20 air squats.
0: Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to pay the man yeah. to, to work out. Right. But we all do.
1: Right. So, why not be just a phenomenal coach yeah. to that person? Put in the minimal required amount of effort to become that, and I think that's what's happening. Like over time, I don't know where it happened, but being a coach and a trainer has turned to a very Instagram job. Hmm. Like well, I'm not gonna come in. I'm Well, if I do come in, I'm not gonna say hey to anybody. I'm definitely not gonna clean up my station after I've done. You know, because in the in like the college coaching world, like you start at the bottom of yeah. the totem pole. They're like, hey Metcalf, go pressure definitely. wash the stands. You're like, what? What? What does this have to do with No way? way. So, like, you would go through all these things, and, like, you would earn the right, essentially, to lead everyone through a session in the weight room or mm-hmm. out on the field. Like, hey, Metcalf's in charge of um, our throwing session today. And, like, once you build that connection, like, the boys would be like, oh, really? Like, you, they're fired up for you because you've showed them that you care about them. Mm-hmm. And I think the sometimes... And today, like, the only time a trainer's making even any sort of communication with their client is when their phone's out filming them to put them on Instagram, you know? And it's just hard to sit there and watch that because people need more.
0: So, like, the relationship isn't there.
1: Trust. I feel like trust is such a big part in this. Like, because when I was doing my development with Sandy... There would be one day I'd be like going the way I'm like what we got today, dude. Like I'm ready to hit some like heavy T-bar rows. Like, I'm thinking like let's do some like landmine stuff. And he goes, you have a 45-minute walk on the treadmill. And I'd be like, oh no way. <laughs> like you know like like you know the eagle and you're like let's bang some weights, let's make yeah. some noise. He's like, you need a 45-minute walk on Just the treadmill. Go take a walk. Just go take a walk. Yeah. And. He would look at me and be like, you threw 93 last week, right? And I'd be like, yeah. He goes, why don't you stick with this process?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, it's working, right?
1: Right. But what he did so phenomenally well that I've tried to emulate is if I would hit a big number and he, I would turn around and like, I'll be like the shocked face. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, thank you. And he'd be like, you threw it. Yeah. He'd be like, you threw that. You're the one that did that. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, light bulb in my head. And I'm like, because he's right. And every time that these coaches are taking credit for all these things that these guys or women are doing in the weight room, I'm like, you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. They did. So just be an excellent communicator instead of trying to claim their victories.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people like human nature is definitely to, to like want credit and want recognition because it makes us feel valuable. It's like, oh, I helped this person get there. It almost like gives you purpose and people get really wrapped up in that. And they're like, if I don't take credit for this, then like right. I'm not doing anything right. for them. Like I think a lot of a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers, like definitely a lot of PTs, struggle with like imposter syndrome. Right. Right. of like, I'm not helping this person. Like I'm not doing anything or I'm not helping them unless they're PRing and like improving. Um, and it's like, we are measuring our success with the numbers and the reps and sets. And like, that's not where all the value is. One million percent. Like the value is from the relationship, like the coaching part of it. Like you're not a programmer. You're a coach. Right. What is what is being a coach look like? When you say you're coaching your ass off because fitness is free. Right. What does that mean?
1: I, I feel like it is taking into account, like, the things that they're saying, that they're feeling. I'm a big feel guy. Like, what? So, Fran, to me, and to you... Because you you like doing Fran.
0: I hate Fran, but I've done it. You've done Fran. I, I don't know if anyone's like, oh, I love the way I feel when I do Fran. Right. Maybe. So,
1: like, let's say if someone takes 11 minutes to do Fran and it took you 2 minutes, 45 seconds, that's a complete different workout. Mm-hmm. It's a complete different stimulus. It's a complete, um, yeah, it's just a different workout than the person that did in 245. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm asking them to do something... Just because it's, that's what it says on paper. And they're like, they're not getting any stimulus out of it. They're going way too light. They're going way too heavy to where it's not. I got to take my ego out of that because I program this workout. And they might not be okay with it. They might not like it. And I have to listen to that, you know, emotion that's coming out of them rather than just be like, this is the workout that you have to do. Yeah, this hard. is This is, it. This is what's going to get you better. Right, and I think it's developing that trust with a client, with a group, with a team, um, because early Jackson, if Sandy was like walk 45 minutes on the treadmill, like early in that uh, training, I'd have been like, dude, no, like that's boring. I need games, dude. Yeah, I need to fill the sleeves, and then as I as because he showed me that he cared about my development and that he was pushing me in the right direction. I developed an insane amount of trust. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to listen to this big human. And I'm going to walk on this treadmill. And the next day, guess what? It felt great. Yeah. And I think me, to answer your question, me being a good coach is building that trust with the client, with the group, with the team. Because I think if you don't trust someone, you're not going to work for them i yeah. are not going to try for them and um like i have some remote uh programming clients that come to me and were like well they message me and they're like why are we doing single leg rdls today Like, i don't want to do that and i'm like ah, trust me just please trust me. and yeah. then they'll message me like i just hit a 285 deadlift and i'm like great yeah good for you it's because sometimes there's things that we don't want to do, but it's just getting caught up in process because life is process. And I think that's what the whole message of Levels is um, because I had to give this seminar because Levels, like that's kind of like what we do. We try to give like, seminars mm-hmm. to people and the first seminar I ever gave was to a group of entire women entirely women. Yeah. Of various ages. And that's not even the biggest caveat of it. It was on a silent retreat, so they couldn't give me any feedback. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly.
0: But you just like when you say seminar, like you were teaching them something. You were yes, talking
1: to them. Talking to them. But
0: they could not talk.
1: No. They couldn't say a word. And I But you could talk. I could talk and in my entire lecture I would like it needed feedback from others. So I was like, get out, pen and paper, like, but be quiet. like, um, Don't talk. So the message of the entire seminar was kind of like the pursuit of self. Like, this is like a big thing. It's like, it sounds hard, but it's kind of simple. Like, you know, um, and so the biggest message was, I was like, how do I connect to these girls? What mm-hmm. am I going to say? So I was like, you girls I want you to uh, describe all the things you can control when planning a bachelorette party, so they're they're just going crazy with their pen. I like, yeah,
0: I got this I three minutes this you know, right
1: like Jessica really likes this, and we're gonna do this and we're gonna go out on the you know the Tiki boat it's gonna be great and then I was like, okay, pin's down
0: yeah, all right ladies now
1: we're going to talk about all the things you cannot control. And they just go <laughs> at it. Like, you know, Jessica doesn't like Don Julio. Like, what's going on? What happens if we... Somebody throws up. Well, yeah, someone's gonna cry. Someone's gonna get in an argument. The hoover
0: took 45 yeah, minutes. Two
1: girls don't exactly know each other. Oh my gosh. Uh, it yeah. rained. We are
0: supposed to go to the beach. Yes.
1: Uptown didn't let us cut the line. Oh, shoot. Yeah, and um, so I was like, you see the list of things that you can't control are... So much longer than the list that you can control.
0: The can't is longer than the can. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the unpredictables. So yeah. Like so I was like... More of them.
1: Control what you can control. Yeah. That is how you have this other kitschy word, agency. 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 That's how you have agency of your life, your fitness, your relationships. Control what you can control. It'll play out. And, um... That is another thing that, like, Levels is trying to uh, help people understand is, like, to have agency over your fitness, which is, does fitness Mm -hmm. own you or do you own your fitness, right? Mm -hmm. Prime Performance Rehab, their message is, own your health, right? Own your health. And I think that is, because the people are on there today, they're like, so-and-so worked out six times this week, I need to work out six times, I got to post my workout, I got to, you know, do the thing, Oh man, the CrossFit, the Open's coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't really I feel, gotta do
0: this. I don't really feel
1: good. But I need to do the Open. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not good at double unders, but I need to learn tonight.
0: Tonight, yeah. They have them tomorrow. They have them
1: tomorrow. Three
0: hundred tomorrow.
1: Everyone's gonna judge me, and I'm like, yeah, people don't care. People don't care. People,
0: that is so true. But people do not give a shit. Like this is definitely something that I used to struggle with. Being like, oh, if I don't perform in this way, or if I don't get right. this weight or do this, and I was like, no one. No one's going to care. Like, no. I never look at my friends and think less of them because of what they do in their fitness world. Yeah. it's It was what I thought of me. Because when you take, like, when you go to a CrossFit class, you see, you know, like, the Christians and the Jareds. Right. And then you see, like, the middle of the pack. And then you see people that have suffered from strokes five years ago. And right. now they're modifying and they're getting an amazing workout and then you see people that are 12 and people that are 70 and it's like you don't look at this person modifying and think any less of them right so why do we think that people will think less of us right
1: we have taken something and i say we the fitness industry yes and i say that with air quotes Mm -hmm. the fitness industry we have taken something that has such a positive connotation working out fitness and we've made it so like you know regimented and like this is how it has to be done and you have to do this to, to get that and if you mm-hmm. don't do this you won't get that and you know yeah. you gotta wear the shoes you need the shoes know, the shoes are pretty great shoes are pretty great yeah but um yeah and uh, we've just made it to where it's like there's so many parameters to this and if you read like books like, where they're talking about like, these crazy, uber successful people. Like, the things that they've done to get them there are so simple. Like, there's beauty and simplicity. I remember, like, McConaughey, his, in his book, Green Lights. I was like, Matthew? Yes. <laughs> yeah. we were on, you know, last name. It. Obviously. Um, yeah. So, his fitness program to get him in shape for a role was he was going to take a shot of tequila and tackle a cow.
0: What? Every morning what exactly he did that he's he,
1: lying he, in his book i think he did it like twice and he realized like this is kind of stupid
0: this is stupid
1: right not simple not the way to go about it yeah and then okay. you'll have um the whole rocky four montage of him doing this training and like it's epic training i'm like he's lifting rocks they're literally just rocks and he's running up a mountain like that is so simple and it it works yeah. And everyone's like, "Look at Rocky doing the thing." Everyone's so proud of him. Like, he lifted a rock.
0: My dad has a rock that he lifts.
1: Good um, for your dad. Like, that is that is super cool. <laughs> Every
0: time we go on vacation, we joke because he always brings. He's got to find a rock. Well, he brings the rock. Like, if we if we drive, obviously, okay. If we fly can't can't bring the rock unless you don't pack that much. It doesn't weigh your suitcase down. And you can check that bag. You can check that rock. Check that rock, but yeah. you don't want to lose that rock in security or anything. No. But it's like the people that are doing. We talked about this on the podcast before. Like we've kind of taken all of our fitness out of our lives, and then we put it at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, in like an hour. Yeah. But like the people that are doing manual labor jobs, it's so simple, and it's not like moving like with a flat back and like make sure your pelvis is like this and do it five times five. Like they're just doing hard shit, and they get better at doing it over time.
1: Right. It. Yeah.
0: Like we definitely comp complicate yeah we complicate fitness but like in most cases like if you are you know recovering and adapting the way that you want to you will get better at the things that you do like you will adapt to the stressors you place on yourself right but yeah we put all these constraints on it and yeah. like all of these barriers to where people think that like oh well fitness is for you like it's not for me right when like like you said, that fitness is free. It's like we've just made it very – it's almost like we've made it really structured.
1: Yeah, because um, there's a phrase that's going around now that people say. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I can't work out. I'm not in shape. And you're just yeah. like, what? Yes, <laughs> you can. Like, the, like there are no rules. Like you can do this. Like we, that's what I'm trying to embody with levels. Like we are for anyone – but not for everyone. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, it's okay. Like, that's fine. I don't like, um, what's it, cottage cheese. Oh. But there's some people that do, yeah. right? You don't
0: have to eat cottage cheese. I don't have to eat cottage cheese. You don't have to be in shape to work out.
1: And I'm going to be okay if I don't eat it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the same. Like, you don't have to be in shape to come work out. Like, go do the workout. How do you think you get in shape? You have to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing about... Working out is yeah, there's muscles involved and you look good. But the first uh, muscle that's actually stimulated is the brain. Mm. So there are so many positives just from doing it. That and this is the healthy lifestyle podcast. So like, we don't have to, you know, hit a Metcon or five by five every day to get those brain gains. You know, brain just gains. like go outside, do something, walk on some, your bare feet on some grass, like sit in a sauna, take a ice bath, you know. Drink water. Hey, first of all, people, drink water. Drink
0: water. (laughs) Like, go play with your kids. Yeah. yeah.
1: Walk the dog. Like, it is, it's a very simple concept. Like, and it's even simpler when you think about it. Like, think about this. Find something heavy, pick it up, put it down, wait a little bit, pick it up again, put it down again, wait some more, Mm -hmm. do that again. Just, you know, and then once that one becomes light, Find something something heavier, heavier. pick that up, put it down, wait a little bit. Yep. Weird. And we have just literally described linear progression.
0: Why do we complicate it then? Why do you think, like, we as coaches and trainers and PTs overcomplicate things?
1: I think the mixture of ego and, um, like, sales. Like, people have to sell themselves. Like, anytime you see something where it's called, like, Navy SEAL fit, Mm. right? I don't think the Navy SEALs are doing that. Um, that person's selling a program mm-hmm. uh, to try to make money. I think the reason why we complicate it is that we want to trick people into thinking that we're good at our jobs.
0: Like what we do is different than what anyone else does.
1: Right. Um, and there are, you know, like personal training and coaching, is it's, it has such a very, it doesn't have a barrier to entry almost. Like... You could mm-hmm. you could literally, you know, be a terrible person, go get your certification, be a CPT, go out in the gym. I hope not, but they will hire you mm-hmm. and you can start training. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can literally take it online and within the next day, maybe you'll be a certified personal trainer. So the barrier is so low. Mm-hmm. So there's not really, re- so like to be a doctor, you're actually. Know, got to go to regular school Mm -hmm. and then you got to go to whatever doctor school school, school? school? and then you probably got to go like do doctor training
0: there's more of a standard yeah um this is i don't know if you've talked to joey or anyone about the south carolina health and fitness association i have yeah so like this is why they created it almost to like start coming up with these standards because like the fitness industry is so new when you look at it We really are like babies, and we're all just trying to figure out, like, what are we selling to people? How do we sell it? How do we do it ethically? Why are we valuable? And we're all just like, I think that's why a lot of people in the fitness industry are like against each other. Right. Um, And there's just not, especially if you get into coaching and personal training and like CrossFit certs, there were people at my L1 that had never done CrossFit before. Right. You can't do that with PT school. You can't do that with med school. Right. Um, There's still definitely some people that are unqualified that, like, go through those things. But there's not a standard. You don't have to take boards. Like, you take this online test, like you said, that has this low barrier. So I think, like, in combo with, you know, like, ego and trying to sell, I think we're all trying to prove ourselves. One million percent. That we're more than just this online certification and that we have met the standard and we really know what we're talking about. So we try to make it fancy Yeah, and it's like, what you're doing isn't different than what everyone else is doing. You're just trying to make it seem like that or what you're saying is actually wrong. Right. You know, it's like what we talk about, like squat you like, Hey, everyone should do this, but only if you can do it in these yeah. specific ways Yeah, because you have to listen to me because I'm authority and yes. there's all these barriers. I need
1: Instagram followers as well. You know, mm. and yeah, yeah,
0: and there's like the reputation that he has too. Um, but then you look at all of these people that are doing like, let's say you go to Ecuador and there's all these people doing manual labor. Do you think they give shit about butt no. Or like their backgrounding? No. no. But like we've taken physical activity out and we've put it into this like robotic box. Yeah. Like you have to move in this way. But, like, why does your body move in all these other ways if you're not supposed to do that? It's, like, the forbidden fruit.
1: Right. And I think what a lot of trainers and coaches, they can eliminate a lot of competition just purely with authenticity. Just, like, being themselves instead of this robotic, you know, regurgitation of what they read in their book. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, there are so many ways to do this. Like, I don't know if you you don't watch a lot of baseball, but no, I don't. If if, <laughs> but so if we took the philosophy of like like weight training that is in personal training and coaching world, and we mm-hmm. put it into baseball, they'd be so mad at all those players because they don't are they're not all doing it the same. Yeah. They're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that. Like, no,
0: no, no, you can't do that. And they're like, well, dude, I got to get ready for this. And you're like, no, you, you got to learn do. how to do this first. Yeah,
1: you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of times people are so afraid to take the training wheels off. Yeah. And actually, because like there are some times where like I still question myself. Like there are some things that I did last week that I, this week I'm like, why did I do that? And that's okay, you know. I'll go up because I have a seven year old client, and she's oh, a, she's a, amazing. she's amazing. And her goal is she wants to back squat double her age and double she her wants, age, yeah. And she wants to deadlift triple her age.
0: Her age? What do you mean? Her weight?
1: Her age. So she's seven years old. So she wants to back squat one forty, <gasps> and she wants to deadlift two ten.
0: Gotcha. I was like fourteen pounds. Yeah. Like that's not. Nah. She
1: can definitely like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. May- maybe. Um. And. So, but there's some days, like, we'll, do, we'll deadlift, and, like, by all accounts, like, what you've heard from, like, these stories, like, you're not supposed to deadlift after yes. so-and-so, you know, after Labor Day sometimes, and you're just like, what? And then...
0: Yeah, that's such a good analogy. And then
1: you're like, I don't know, well, maybe, maybe I am wrong, but she seems to be getting stronger, and she hasn't gotten hurt, yeah. and then we'll do farmer's carries, and we started, like, 40s in each hand, then went to 45, and then 50, and then 55, and then 60, and I'm like, so I actually went to... A physical therapist, like, am I doing this right? Is is she she like, Elliot? I did good, Elliot. He goes, is she hurt? And he, I'm like, no. He's like, is she getting stronger? She's like, he's like, what's the problem? Yeah. I was like, ah, great, thank you. And I just think that people are so afraid that takes training wheels off. Like, some people should j- jump into CrossFit. Some people should jump into you know doing squats. Some people should. They've been told their whole like, no, you can't until you mm-hmm. do this. And so I heard this crazy quote one time. Elon Musk knew. Zero about rocketry before he started SpaceX. And originally I was like, whoa, what a crazy idea. That's so wild. And then the more I think I'm like, why would he know if he hadn't started? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, that could be applied to a lot of things. Like yesterday I learned about exclaves and enclaves, like territories. Right?
0: sexy stuff. Yeah,
1: super. Yeah, I tried to show my girlfriend, she's like, can you please move? Like, I do not care. And she's like, yeah. just get out of my face, please. Yeah. And just learn. Like, I would have never known about it until I learned it. Yeah. And so it's the same with training. Like, we don't know until we try.
0: Yeah. And like, you can't you're not gonna stop this seven year old. You're not gonna be like, okay, well, you can't pick this up in this certain way. So from now on, you can't clean your room. Don't pick up anything until you can pick it up in this way. Right. Like, holy shit, that would be so bad. But guess what? That happens everywhere in like PT clinics. They're like, oh, we gotta learn how to do this, man. Like, Janice, you gotta keep coming back so that you can learn how to how to lift in this certain way. Otherwise, it's really dangerous. And you're like, where did this stupid myth? come from and right. it's scaring Janice so she's not going to pick up anything. Right. She's going to feel fragile. She's going to feel weak. Right. She's going to have to get someone else to come pick something up. It's just yeah, like we've just overcomplicated. We've added a lot of barriers. Right. And sometimes especially with kids or like people that are new to something. Like the first time you pitch or like little league, yeah. you're like, "What are these kids doing?" Right. But you let them do it because the best way to learn is to do it and to make mistakes. Right, right. And to feel what this feels like. Like, this girl is going to ultimately find, like, positions that she feels strong in. Right. Like, she's going to figure out how to squat. She's going to figure out how to deadlift. She's not going to get hurt trying all these other different ways. Like, yeah, there's a right way to do a snatch because it's a snatch. Yeah. It's a very particular movement. But I, I always call these kids, like, baby giraffes. Yeah. Because they come out of the womb and they're just like struggling mm-hmm. and they, they're they just having to feel like where their limbs are but they learn so much motor control like that's how motor learning happens yeah is by trying things it's playing like yeah learning a new skill it's like if I have you ever played piano
1: B- terrible yeah like yeah. what if
0: I was like okay you have to play this song but if you mess up at all you ha- you can't play right for the rest of the day right then you're not learning like you're no. not spending time learning right if i was just like hey here's a piano like go have some fun right because you'll be fine yeah but we don't do that in fitness no because there's a certain way quotations that you're allowed to move right
1: i saw a beautiful thing it was on a documentary about andy murray uh scottish tennis player he had to get a new hip and he had a metal hip and he goes to some dude in philadelphia and he's going there for rehab and the guy's like, yeah, we're going to do like cartwheels and we're going to tackle like dummies and you're going to like, you're going to like some days we're going to break dance. And it wasn't because that was what he believed to be the best method is that he was getting Andy to almost trust his body again, yeah. like how to move, like you just move, just move. And when he started to move, he forgot that his hip was like hurting essentially. So he's able to like swivel on a pommel horse like he was able to actually move like an athlete again just by doing it and moving and taking yeah. off the training list and not being scared and I think there, there's also you gotta be a little smart about that you can't like let's say you break your hip and tomorrow I don't want you to try to clean and jerk you know 225 yeah like but, you gotta
0: respect the tissues but yeah. like not because doing something is inherently bad right yeah it's just the dosage yeah. of it it's like when this guy came out post-op His PT didn't get him off the bed and say, okay, do a cartwheel. Right. Like, they worked up to doing that. Yeah. But then at some point, you kind of have to throw a baby bird out the window and and move. Because you don't want this tennis player hesitant. Like, a lot of the problem with kids, especially with ACL tears, is they're so hesitant because they haven't been prepared for right. their PT right? and they're, they're not confident yeah. that they go out on the field and it's like so much anxiety like so much mental struggle yeah. and then they they haven't done this like they haven't prepared for it and it's they they enter something
1: yeah them. I heard Saquon Barkley the other day talk about he goes I just gotta play I just gotta get there and I gotta go play and I was like you're right and I would he's a specimen so like if that's what that guy's saying yeah. then like yeah
0: what did they... Oh, um, I had a fantasy football team two years ago, and I had him. It was the year he got hurt. Sad. But my team name is Saquads. Saquads. Yeah, even though his hamstrings might have been even bigger. They were massive. Crazy. Yeah. So we talked a little bit before about, like, not letting fitness own you, but owning your fitness. Yeah. What does that mean, and how do you communicate that with your clients, especially new people?
1: So... When, because we've all met someone who's like, I gotta get a workout today. I gotta sweat. I got to. And I usually just ask them why. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to do this right now? And usually they can't give me a clear, sound, reasonable, or rational, or is that a word rational. rational? Answer rational. Ra- I said rational. You combine them. Like, like I'm giving away order. bread. Um, <laughs>
0: it's rational. Yeah, and um, able to be rationed.
1: Yeah, and so I'm like, they can't give me an answer. I, just, I have to sweat. Like, I don't I don't like think who says I don't yeah. think that that's true. I don't think there's a gun to your head saying get on this assault bike and hit meaningless calories. Um,
0: that would be terrifying. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I, and I think it just it just goes back to that trust in in like in your coach in your clients. Like, hey, build it. Hey, trust me today. I don't.
0: How do you build that trust?
1: I think it's just being a human, mm-hmm. like listening to them what they're saying. Like, talking, being a clear communicator. Like, I want to show them that I am actually here to help you. Mm -hmm. Not, because a lot of times people are like, how can you help me? Like, I need you to look good in this video so I can bump my clientele up Mm. because that's what benefits me. And I think that what I'm trying to do and emulate to my clients like, yo, I got you. Like, I'm going to put in the effort. I'm going to, like, two of my favorite clients are trying to row across the Atlantic Ocean.
0: What? That's a thing. That's a thing. No, that's no, <laughs> no. Yes. In what kind of vessel?
1: A twenty-four foot wooden rowboat.
0: This is terrifying. Have people done this? Yeah, okay. it's a
1: yearly race from the. Can- it's a race. Yeah.
0: Like how? Long it's a is race,
1: a race? Um, from the Canary Islands to Antigua.
0: Where's the Canary Islands?
1: Off the coast of. It's owned by Spain. They're off the coast of uh, okay, okay. Africa. That's how I got how into X I think it's like 2,953 miles. Oh my God. Right.
0: How long does this take?
1: It could take like 90 days.
0: Oh, I thought it was like months, years. Yeah. Like they're so, going to be out there forever.
1: I did not know a thing about rowing before I got in there. Like yeah. They're like, hey, I trust you. I want you to kind of be our coach. And that goes back to it would be lost on me to be like, all right, well, let's just do five by five till we bleed, you know? Um, so I. Been in contact with the university or the Boston U uh, strength oh, and conditioning for rowing. I've, talked, cool. I've, I've emailed people from Harvard, I've yeah. talked to people who have done it. Um, just trying to, I've you know got on a rower myself and done it, and I just they can kind of see that I'm putting that effort into it, yeah. And they're able to be like, Now, when I ask them to do batwing rows with heavy dumbbells, they're like, Let's do it.
0: Like, this guy cares, and it's, he, like, I trust him because. They know you, mm-hmm. they like you, and mm-hmm. then they've seen that you're, even if you don't know, you're going right. to figure it out for them. Right, because
1: there's a lot of coaches out there work. that make beautiful programming. Like, it is, it works, and but they are just assholes. And, like, people don't want to train with people like that.
0: Some people do.
1: Some people do. Some
0: people like assholes. Yeah.
1: But, but like,
0: that person that likes... Mm. the person that likes the asshole the yeah. person that likes Gotta that be careful kind saying you like of. Asshole. yeah <laughs> the person that likes that kind of coach is great for that kind of coach they're right. not going to come to you and right. and have your services like right. a lot of i think you know personal training and coaching and like maybe even healthcare is you get clients that like mesh with you and that like you they they get along with you because of like who you are personally it's like you're, you have Levels, like that brand. Right. But what is Levels? Like, it's Jackson. Right. You know, like, it's, it's been created by you right. and your beliefs and the way that you communicate with people. Because I bet you, and let's take a trainer from, I don't know, uh, like, O2 depending on, like, what you're doing... You might both do things very similarly, mm-hmm. but this person might coach a lot differently and just might like have a different sense of humor, right. might be a little bit quieter. Like people are coming to you because they like you.
1: Right. And also there is the caveat of O2. So you had that or Jim like that. That trainer knows that he has to structure a client every 30 minutes for the next Seven hours, so he can mm. eat for the next, you know, two weeks. Like he, there's not a lot of connection you can build with that when you're no. like, hey, sorry, my 12:30s uh, oh, yeah. here, and you know, gotta go. And then you're just, you can't build that. But what I like to do when I take in a client, when uh, someone's coming in, it's like, what are we doing? What is the goal? Mm. And I find that working with uh, purpose-driven when there's a clear, concise goal. It, like it is so fun. It is mm-hmm. so easy to coach almost because then you're kind of just, at some point you're just kind of hanging out. You're like, like, it's actually is culture. It actually is the community. Yeah. Like I know your wife's name. I know all of that. Like it is. And that's, that's fun to do. And it makes showing up every other day easy. And
0: those people like you really enjoy working with those people and those people like cherish their time spent with you because it's like, like you said, we're just hanging out and you're just giving them the tools that they need for them to meet their goal. Right. But then you take someone, like I think it's hard to work with someone who maybe like doesn't know exactly, like really doesn't know what they want. Right. Or like doesn't even have a goal. Right. Um, like, yeah, you help people make goals, you help people figure out what they want, but the funnest people to work with are people who like have the levels mindset and they're like there's always another level. Like, okay, you get this, like what's next? And as a coach, it's almost like watching your kid like go from age 10 to 20 of just like adapting with them, adjusting along the way. Okay, we wanted this mile time. Okay, well now you want to be able to do this and do this and like being able to pivot and almost just like walk with them the whole time. Um, I think is really cool, and it's so much more fun. Like, right. It's so fun, rather than like, I have to get this number, I don't know why, right. but I have to get it. Right. With those people, it's like, you almost have to break it down, why? Right. Let's talk about that.
1: Well, and it's cool, because the, long, the more I do it in this... The- the more I figure out, the less that I actually know, and the more that I actually get to Great, learn. advertise
0: that. <laughs> yeah, hey, I've been doing I know this. I have been doing this
1: for a little bit, and I actually am dumber than when I started. Um, no. But like the the lessons that the actual people coming in, the clients, they teach you. Oh yeah, it's insane. Like you can learn so much from them. There are people coming from every different kind of walk of life, and they can teach you a little bit. And you can teach them about this thing, mm-hmm. and you can kind of collectively grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's my favorite part of it. And like levels loves that. That's what we. I love levels, right? I love levels. Yeah, I love. Levels.
0: <laughs> it was it was it was a matter of time before you said it. Yeah, I love just levels. yeah, said it. Yeah,
1: but yeah, that, that's my favorite part about this. And I think that coaches can. Everybody can do that. Like it's. It's just a, a factor of whether or not this is, like, actually what you want to do. Like, think about, it, like, your perspective. Like, you went to a lot of school. You did the school. You played school for a while. Oh, I played the game of school. Yeah, sure. and then. Yeah. So every day when you show up, you're like, I earned this. Like, I have the right to do this. I want to do it at the best of I can and scale it until mm-hmm. whenever it's time for me to not be APT anymore, you know? And I think that some coaches and trainers, like, they wake up dreading to go to the gym because, mm. you know, Sharon's coming in. And Sharon, you know, is always Sharon. talking about her boyfriend that she doesn't like. And, sounds
0: fun. I would like to do
1: that. Yeah. I mean, but, like, I would just tell Sharon, like, get a new guy, you know, like, for sure. Like, um, yeah, Sharon, this isn't working out. Yeah, Sharon, let's hit, you know, some deadlifts and go to B-Tree. You'll find a new oh, guy. Um, but, yeah, and I, I think that. I think that showing up every day, because everyone's going to have bad days where they don't like it, yeah. and like everyone's going to have bad workouts where it sucks. And like you're gonna, I'm going to program a bad workout probably in the next couple of days. Like it just it not, but I want to know that it wasn't for lack of effort, yeah. or lack of care, or lack of knowledge. It was just this didn't work. Not going to make the same mistake again, and I think that coach, every coach can do that it's just about putting in just a, a little bit more effort than what they're actively doing
0: also like you being so willing to say i don't know and being very like humble and open minded allows you to grow and learn and always be better because if if you think that you are right and you do everything perfectly right and it's your way you're never going to get any better and you're never going to learn because you're just not going to be open to it. Right. But you're open. It's almost like a big science experiment. You're like, what worked for this person? What didn't work for that person? And a book can only teach you so much. Like an online cert can only teach you so much because it doesn't teach you what people are dealing with in their life and like the nuance of just the person sitting in front of you and the way that they tick and their preferences. And that's like, I could have gone to school for... 20 years and learned all of the research every single thing there is to know about PT and then I go and sit in front of a person and i can't communicate. what do I do yes yes the communication and like the personal human skills are what matter and like that's coaching like PT is essentially coaching we have more knowledge about pain because we went to school and we have like knowledge about the body and biology and things like that but ultimately like it is a people job. It is a coaching job. Yeah. Just the goal might be different but ultimately the goal is usually the same and that's for that person to move well and to feel good about moving Right. Often.
1: Right. And like their overall health. Like one time a client asked me, they're like, what is your ultimate goal with us? And I was like, oh, we're getting into a relationship. What's going on? And I was like, I want you to get to a point where you have enough knowledge to where that." Maybe you can do this on your own sometime and then keep learning, keep going, keep going. I want it to where you don't feel like you need to depend on me mm. to run you through a workout, to coach you through a workout. And I'm like, I've never had a coach tell me that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are we, are we trying to lie to people to keep them around? Because there's mm-hmm. always going to be people out there that want to grow, that want to learn. So I think that why not try to actually make these people grow and learn mm-hmm. and help. And the chances are if you're doing good, they're gonna they're gonna stick around. Like
0: Yeah, like they people like to be coached. It's very yeah. nice to go. Someone does all the work for like you obviously do the work, but like right. you don't have to program. All the guesswork right. is out. It's fun. Like right. someone is leading you through it. But if that person were to ever have to walk in a gym and do their own thing, right. can they do it? And it's yeah. like there's all these Kind of like when you start, like let's say you start going to CrossFit gym, you've never done CrossFit before. You learn a ton, but you're almost still in like this novice phase of like, I need my coach and I need this program. Right. And then you kind of start to explore like, what does it look like if I can't go to the gym, but I still want to work out? Yeah. So it's like, you don't want the gym and this coach, you don't want to be dependent on them. Right. So, like, we want to create agency, we want to create like independence and confidence in this person knowing that it's okay if they want you for a few years you just don't want them to need you right like the only way i can work out is if jackson leads me through a workout right like the only way i can do this is if my pt tells me i can right well then like maybe i haven't done my job in helping you learn and grow
1: right
0: because there's all of these other people over here that are novices that need all of that right it's just they might not be ready to like, you know, go to open gym and do their own thing. Yeah. But it's always like this cycle, you know, yeah. and I think coaches and gyms and trainers get really nervous when people start to grow. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're growing beyond them. But if you have a, a relationship with that person and you are offering them value, like they'll always come back. They'll always yeah. be a part of your community. Yeah. I um, wonder like with CrossFit gyms, you know, like why there's a lot of different reasons, but a lot of gyms are like you're not Doing anything but my programming, right? So then they lose a lot of people that just are in a different stage of their fitness or in their right. life. When as a coach, I think it's our job to kind of, like I said, like walk with that person and right. You meet them where they're at and just provide for them whatever you can provide where they're at. Right
1: there's a beautiful gym. I say beautiful because it's like an old, just a garage mm-hmm. out in California, and kind of mm-hmm. like my West Coast mentor. Uh, Logan Gelbrick. He owns a gym called Deuce. And they have, like, what you talk about, like, an uh, 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 athlete or a client that is moving exceptionally well and it's kind of like the program is, like, not up to, like, they're kind of surpassing the program. They'll actually be like, do you, are you interested in coaching? Like, do you want to join what's called Coach's Prep? So they have this course where, like, this is what it takes to be a coach here. Like, we like, like, you got to go through this whole process and then one day, The owner would be like, You're ready to coach. And Mm -hmm. then now that person's a coach making livable wages. And I think that, like, that would be a thing for gyms where the programming, they're like, In order to keep people around, like, make them a part of your gym. Like, don't Mm -hmm. think that you're better than them just because you're the one that gets to write it on the True Coach app, right? Right. Um,
0: Like, they don't have to graduate and leave. Like, they can still be a part of your community.
1: Yeah. And they, they can help build. Other people like that. And a complete side note, but I thought, I don't know, um, the things that I do like about CrossFit.
0: Mm. You love to play CrossFit. I like
1: playing CrossFit every now and then because CrossFit does, um, it's what's called skill transfer. Okay? So in CrossFit, a lot of the moves are Mm -hmm. technical. So you have to actually go through process and like learn them and be good at them. So... Let's say we're learning the clean and jerk, right? There's a process that you have to go through to learn a clean and jerk, mm-hmm. right? Some days you have it, some days you don't. Some days you are like, that felt good. Some days you're like, wow, my wrist hurts really bad. And then some days you're like, my elbows did the thing. I mm-hmm. finally did the thing where I can pick it up. And, um, but what's that's creating is it's letting your mind and your body know that you are capable of following a regimen, a program. You're committing to something, right? Mm-hmm. Because some people, are you committed or are you just interested? Like you can't be interested in learning a snatch. You have to be committed to learning the snatch, mm. right? Because if you're just interested, you're going to get hurt, especially dudes, like I feel sorry, like you're going you're gonna to hit especially something, dudes. yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel bad. Um, you're going to fall, you're going to look like a fool. Because at a certain weight, it does not matter how strong you are with the snatch and the clean and jerk. Yeah, it's um, very technical. So it shows people that they have to be committed. And I like that, like the muscle, up. like you have to be committed. Like you got to you learn need it.
0: this and then you're, you're going to have to do this. And right.
1: And I think that that applies to life because like if you can go out there and like it's crazy to see that in some gyms like CrossFit, usually people that are coming in the gym, it's not like uh, I don't have a job. Usually everyone's employed, one, because mm-hmm. they're expensive to have a membership at a CrossFit gym. Everyone's kind of like going out and doing their thing like being productive members of society and they mm-hmm. come in and they learn the thing and they help them. And I think that skill transfer that you get from learning these barbell movements, these gymnastic movements, um, these tough Metcons help you in life. Oh yeah. Um you know, am I gonna bust out and do fran every day? No, I don't want to do that. Because I, I love myself. But <laughs> um yeah. I I am very much infatuated with that skill transfer that you get from learning because i think the problem is like i said earlier is a lot of people are just interested and there's not enough committed people mm-hmm. like commit to something like if you are going to do five by five for a month do five by five right is it the best i don't know but you did you did something right yes. you committed to it mm-hmm. right you're going to get really really good at five by five. Oh yeah but then as you learn more and you take that knowledge from the five by five program that you did for 30 days you're like maybe i'm gonna switch it up Mm-hmm. And now you're further progressing. You're scaling. You're going up rather than going here. Because there's peaks and valleys to this whole thing.
0: Mm. Oh, I mean, no matter what you do, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Business, life, relationships, all of it. Like There's peaks and valleys.
0: Yeah. It's cool to see CrossFit, like, people call it their third place because you have your home, you have your work, and it's almost like the hours you spend in between are at this third place and, like, do you want your third place to be, like, at a bar or do you want your third place to be, like, this CrossFit gym and you're going and you're, like, bettering yourself and, like, only yourself. Right. You know, like, obviously there's team sports but, like, the way that you better your team is to better yourself um, and it's, like, in business and work, like, you're doing something for work. Like, at home, you have your kids and your dogs and your wife and, or your husband. At CrossFit, it's, like, What did I do last week? Well, I'm going to try to do a little bit more today. Right. And, like, there is such a, there's a progression that, like, not everyone needs, obviously. But, like, hey, if you want to do a ring muscle-up, well, can you do a pull-up? Right. Or, like, can you do a dip? Can you do this transition? Can you do a kip swing? Can you just hang from the bar? So, it's, like, you a lot of that, like, progressive overload happens in CrossFit. And it's, like, the people that... I think the people that really enjoy CrossFit treat it like a sport and it's like, like I've had people say to me like, why do you have to go today? Right. And it's like, I don't have to go today because I'm not going today for my fitness or to lose weight or for this. I'm going because it's a fun sport yeah. to play. Like I mean, you said, like I'm playing CrossFit. Yeah. It's a hobby. At some right. point it becomes a sport. And like we all, most people like had a sport when they were 15, right. 16 but then you get into life and you have work and you have home and then you don't have enjoyable. Right. And it's cool to see how much that like physical aspect changes people's lives. Yeah. It's like the work that people, it's called the exercises. We talked about this on a podcast that will be also posted. Like exercise is a keystone habit and that when you start exercising – you start eating better, you start focusing on your sleep and your recovery, yeah. like you focus on your relationships. It's almost like the catalyst. Yeah. And it I don't really know why. Um there's a lot of potential reasons, but like when someone goes to the gym and commits to something, like why does it affect the rest of their life? Like why yeah. do they become a better person? Or they work harder, or they they have mental fortitude. Right. I don't know why, but it's super cool to see.
1: 1 million percent. And you hit the nail on the head there and it like we, it's not perfect like you can still go to the gym and still be you know a piece of shit but um, most people that are actively pursuing something aren't and yeah. i think that that's the big message is like what are you becoming like always be becoming do you like what you're becoming Cause once, like once you hit like the become, like it's kind of like your final product. So you don't want to become, because like that's like that's what you are now. Yeah. So it's hard to change once you become. So like, hmm. what I like to ask people, what I've told people, like, what are you becoming? Like, do you like what you see? Do you want to learn? Do you want to change? Do you want to keep going? Um, and I think the cool part about when you go into gyms like that, other gyms where like they do an emphasis on like. Recovery, like hit some saunas, hit some ice baths. Cause the first time you go in an ice bath, like that shit's cold. Like it, shit's it's, cold. it's, it says ice in it, yeah. you know? And like when you're in a sauna for like over 10 minutes, like you, your nose will run, you can't yeah. like control it. It's not comfortable. No. And you're like, I wanna get out of here. And, but then like the next time, it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier. And you're mm. like, okay, sweet. Um, and when you go in there and you're like, you have a purpose for the day, like it helps. Like, each time you go to work, there's a purpose. Like, you're coming to help people. Like, you're going to. Like, so it's easy to do that. Um, I think when people go to gyms and they don't really have a purpose for either mm-hmm. they're there. That's when you'll see people hit the cable machine for a little bit. Put their leg up. Yeah, the road. put the leg up, do the road, do the weird thing. And they'll go run on a treadmill for, like, seven minutes. Yes. They'll get bored with that. They'll come back over. They'll do some poor good morning squats. I don't know what they are. And then, um, okay. then they'll leave. Yeah. yeah. Then they'll leave.
0: like, what did you get done?
1: And then, yeah, we we'll look at home like, ah, oh, man, I don't really know what I did. Um, but then they'll be like, "What are you? What did you do?" And they'll say things like, "I did all this, I did all this, all this." And then when you ask a productive person, like, "What did you do today?" They usually say like one thing, like one kind of profound thing, mm. because that's what they remember doing that day. And like when you go to your CrossFit. And you flush what you've done all day. And they're like, what'd you do today? you're like, dude, I hit a uh, 235 clean and jerk, which is massive. And you're going to be like, that's what you're going to remember. Because you mm-hmm. got caught up in the process of it all. And, like, that's where your brain was firing. That's where you were doing the thing. Like, you're doing the nice thing. Like, going over the head. and <laughs> That's like, how you describe a clean and jerk. That's yeah, do the thing with the elbows. Yes, and, with the do, elbows you yeah, go over your head. Try to make your ears go out, you know, um, mm-hmm. which I think is great. And like, that's what I want people to kind of do more of, like have purpose filled yeah. days rather than kind of just float.
0: Oof. Then like letting life happen to you. Right. Yeah. It's like, again, like owning fitness instead of it owning you.
1: One million percent.
0: Yeah. Where can our followers and listeners find you and how can people sign up for your newsletter? Cause I know oh. you have a newsletter.
1: Oh, so I'm on the, Internet right. with all the other crazy people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Levels Performance CHS, like as in Charleston. Charleston. And um, what are all the socials? There's a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, How do we sign up for your newsletter? Sign up for a newsletter, uh, hit up the Instagram, just shoot a DM, because I don't want like a public forum for people just throwing their email oh, address. Oh, don't? No, I don't want like... Them no, to want just, like a
0: link in bio. I
1: don't want you to comment on like a picture of your email address because I don't want random people emailing. No, yeah, yeah okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And there is on the Levels Farmers page where you can actually email me directly and All I right. will add you to the newsletter. Which has honestly nothing to do with fitness.
0: Great. Even better. Yeah. Alright. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you. Levels. We love levels. Love levels. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.